Welcome back to our, uh, to our Lessons in Truth study. And as we have said before, if you're following along with us, that we are doing this by answering the questions at the end of the chapter of, of Unity's basic book, Lessons in Truth, um, originally printed um, in the late 1800s and uh, a wonderful basic study of truth principles. And this lesson is number five. It's entitled Affirmations. And the questions are this. Are supply and demand equal in the, in the kingdom, I would add? And I would say no. Uh, I, I raised eyebrows when I was in school, and I answered it thusly. But then I quickly commented on it and said, no, supply far out outreaches out any demand that we could possibly ever make upon spirit, upon the kingdom. There is a, um, a never-ending, unlimited supply of energy, <clears throat> of knowledge, of insight, of everything that is good and wonderful. And uh, we are oftentimes, if not all the times, working with finite thinking. And finite thinking has difficulty uh, concentrating on the infinite. So supply and demand, not equal. Supply far exceeds demand. Next question, what is an affirmation? Well, it is a simple statement of what is true, of what already exists, not trying to make something true, but to bring the consciousness of what already exists into focus within our journey and within our life, within our, our opportunity to grow and to be a part of all that is good. It is a gentle <clears throat> statement of uh, what is true. It is a gentle statement of what we want to know more about and more of. In other words, we want to vector into conscious consciousness the energy that is found within an affirmation of a claim to uh, to to um, to be a part of what is good and beautiful within our lives and within the kingdom. Next question. What is the power in an affirmation that brings about its fulfillment? Well, I sort of mentioned that a moment ago. <clears throat> it's the knowledge that it is already true, that in God everything is supplied into our lives within us and around us, and it is up to us to... Uh, to recognize that and to allow that energy to be focused within our mind and within our heart as we pick up on that, uh, uh, the, the frequency of the energy of the fulfillment of who and what we truly are in God and who and what God truly is in, through, and as us. And then, as with the denials, um, and with the four denials suggested, uh, the lessons here suggest four affirmations, and these are <clears throat> constant within uh, truth seekers. And let's talk about them. Uh, Emily Cady, the author of A Lessons in Truth, <clears throat> her first one, God is life, love, intelligence, substance, omnipotence, omniscience, omnipresence. That is an affirmation of truth. Notice we didn't say a, a, a possessive. We didn't say God's 
life, God's love, so forth. We said God life, God love, God intelligence, God substance, God, God omnipotence, omniscience, omnipresence. God, the energy that we call God, does not possess these things. They are who and what God is. And to know that it already assumes a pre-existence of this truth. And that pre-existence of this truth is vital and active always within us. The second one, and I'm going to reword this uh, after I speak it as it is written. I am a child or manifestation of God. And every moment, his love, life, wisdom, power flow through me into me. I am one with God and am governed by his law. Let's bring this up to date a little bit. I am not a child. I am not a son. I am not a daughter. These definitions might have served me at one point in time, and there's nothing wrong with them, as there is nothing wrong with uh, learning base, basic mathematics, basic, uh, basic addition and subtraction before we try to conquer some of the other areas of mathematics. But we have to, if we ever going to go into calculus or beyond, we need to let the mind uh, make that leap. So not only am I uh, not a child or, or, uh, or son or daughter, I am the expression of God in me, through me, and as me. And every moment of the energy that we call life, love, wisdom, and power they flow into me and through me and as me now. And in truth, I am one with this energy, and I am governed by the law that says all is mine, ready, willing, and able to be ingested into consciousness as I put forth uh, a mind that is open and receptive to, uh, to accepting what is already mine, what has been created as mine since the beginning of all time. And I have taken away the pronoun his from God. Uh, that's an old kind of concept, and we now grow beyond that. There is no gender in God. There is no him or her. His is only one presence, one power, infinite intelligence in me, through me, and as me. The third, <clears throat> I am spirit, perfect, holy, harmonious. Nothing can hurt me or make me sick or afraid, for spirit is God, and God cannot be sick or hurt or afraid. I manifest my real self through this body right here, right now. I cannot reword that. It is powerful. I am spirit. In other words, I am not this human form. This human form is serving me right now in the eternalness of this moment in which I live, move, and have my being. But I am spirit. I am this energy called pure Godness. And in this body form that I am now wearing, I am walking point as I allow the universe to expand in me, through me, and as me. But I am spirit. I am as God created me, so to speak. I am this energy of omnipotence, omniscience, and omnipresence right here, right now. And therefore, this is perfect in me, this is holy in me, this is harmonious in me. And the truth is, the real me, nothing can hurt me or make me sick or afraid. 
I can have these experiences in this physical form, but the real me can never enter into any form of sickness or fear. For spirit is God. I am this God energy. And God cannot be sick or hurt or afraid. God would not torpedo the very energy that God extended and expresses now in me, through me, and as me. God can only radiate that which God is. And I accept that truth in me, through me, and as me. So therefore, I manifest my real self through this body experience right here and right now. And then we move onward to the next question. Uh, what should we not be disturbed by the appearance of evil? Or I should say, why should we not be disturbed by the appearance of evil? Because we remind ourselves that it has no validity in the one presence, one power. In, in, uh, uh, in the thought that we are human only, we can find that there is evidence for this in the world around us. And we've given it many names. We've given it all kinds of, of um, pronouncements, uh, all the way from uh, evil and all the other words we could come up with that we won't give energy to right now. But there is only God. And to know that in truth, I am this truth in manifestation in me, through me, and as me. And the more that I can uh, recognize this and not be overcome by the appearance of lack or any other thing that is in my world that causes me distress, that I have allowed to cause me distress, then I am more focused and I am more in tune with allowing the energy of pure God isness to flow in me, through me, and as me. Next question. Do we change God's attitude toward us by the use of affirmations? If not, what do we change? Well, obvious, isn't it? <clears throat> If God is the one presence, one power, then God only knows us as we truly are because God can only know its own self. God can know nothing else. And its own self is in me, through me, and as me now. And so I do not change God's attitude of me. I change my reality, my reality, my realization of this truth as I allow my mind to accept that God always has been, always is, and is the truth in me, through me, and as me right now. Next question. What is the purpose of denials or affirmations? Well, denials, as we said, if you listened to that, uh, uh, that recording, is simply uh, a light brushing away like, like a cobweb of something that no longer resonates within me as a truth. Things I have learned at one point in time and I have been taught by those who know not and know not that they know not, I can now say, that's not me. It's not who I am. I am spirit. I am all that is good, and I am all that is pure and wonderful. A, a denial does not take up, um, take up battle stations to do something with, uh, with a pronouncement that is not our highest good. It is simply a gentle statement that that is not who I am. I may have thought this about myself at one point in time, but now I know the reality. And the purpose of affirmation is then to immediately move into that truth of who and what I am. If I recognize that I am only that which God is within me, through me, and as me, then I will say what that means to me. 
It means uh, it means abundance. It means insight. It means knowledge. It means truth. It means uh, gentleness. It means love. And that is who and what I truly am. Next, is there any set rule in regard to the use of affirmations and denials? Uh, no. It is only a recognition that I take when I am at quiet times within me or sometimes when I'm not at quiet times. If I catch myself uh, internalizing or, or, or responding to an appearance of lack or, or, um, or illness in my world, I can sometimes draw myself up short and I can say, Larry, I no longer believe that anymore. And I now believe this and then state the truth about ourselves, as well as the quiet times in our, in our moments of contemplation when we simply allow affirmation, denial, to be the portal into a quiet time, into just a listening and allowing spirit to talk to us, through us, and as us. Number nine, is it wise to commit affirmations to memory? Why, of course, the more we are accustomed to and familiar with what we hold in memory to be true about who and what we are, the more we will automatically move to those truths when we uh, have a moment of challenge or when we have a moment of uh, that which needs to have reinforcement within us, through us, and as us. I am well. In other words, we can make that affirmation even though we may not feel it. We can say to another person, you are well, rather than asking them how they are. And we can recognize that I am the energy of God, the life, the love, the truth of the reality of infinite intelligence moving through me as me right now. We can affirm these truths because we have committed them to mind and memory and they are who and what we truly are. Number 10, what should one do in moments of doubt? Retreat into that inner place within your mind and within your heart when you know the truth and you can allow that truth to be made manifest in you, through you, and as you. Thank you for this moment. I have been a little bit uh, delayed in, um, uh, uh, in this chapter uh, to put it on, uh, online. Uh, life happens sometimes and uh, nevertheless, here it is. And we trust that you will find it a blessing to you and your life and your world.